My guest is Maggie Redfeather, who died during surgery and during her near-death experience encountered many beings in another dimension. Maggie, thank you for joining me and welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Maggie, let's start on the day that your surgery happened and go from there. Um, okay, I had gotten injured. Um, uh, I was used to work on an ambulance and we were on a call and I had gotten injured and um, I had to have surgery. And uh, I remember that, you know, so I was laying flat down, you know, face down because they were working on my spine. It was my lower spine and I had to have a fusion done and a rod put in. And um, I remember, you know, they put you to sleep. And then I remember coming out of my body. So I was facing down. So I remember uh, going towards the floor and then coming, you know, going up and through everything. So, and then going right into the corner of the room and, you know, hovering around for a while and then being guided uh, through the walls and uh, everything into like a, what seemed to be like a waiting room. It felt like uh, if you could imagine what it would be like to be in an egg, a nice, warm, you know, kind of place. And there was another being there. And um, he told me it was time to go. And then I was like standing. It felt like I was standing on this square thing and four big beings were around me, uh, north, south, east, west, in each corner. And I was in the center. And then it felt like the floor went out. And we went down and then like we were catapulted up. And during this time, it's like we were going through layers and uh, each layer, there were different things. And then the, like the last layer before we left Earth, uh, there were like all these spirits like trying to grab me and everything. And the four beings, um, you know, came in to make me feel safe that they couldn't get to me. And then we left. And it was like, like you see in the movies, sort of like a, a wormhole kind of uh, thing. Um, but there was so much happening at one time. It's like everybody talks about that one thing in the beginning. Uh, but I have to say, there's so many things happening. Uh, you can't really remember or describe, you know, the feeling of being one with everything. So, um, and then I remember it was like going to a... a it's like a tunnel. It was like a funnel, though, and you could hear the singing and hallelujah and, and like, you could hear the universe. You could hear the sounds and, and everything. And um, I saw columns, and I saw the lion with the wings, and I saw, you know, lots of beings and, and lots of eyes and um, different kind of beings, uh, animal, animal, human, uh, all, all different kind, you know, uh, reptiles, uh, blue, little tiny ones. Um, and then um, it was like I was in a crystal world and the steps were gold. And I thought it was Jesus. If, if I, because I was a Christian and Catholic uh, when I had passed. And I, you know, that's what I associated with that feeling uh, that I would imagine that warmth would have been. And I really don't remember too much. I know there was a lot of you know, conversing and um, he showed, they showed me a lot of things. Uh, everything is fluid. They showed me holograms. They showed me a lot of things that happened in the future since the NDE during this awakening period. And 
these very profound things and I have abilities now. And a lot of times I don't even know, it feels like I'm still out of my body because I see things, you know, like, uh, like I'm not in my body. So it was a very uh, beautiful, uh, and what, we're mortal. There, there is no, no death like we thought, you know, we, we, we're in our soul. And uh, like I said, a lot of, a lot of things, wonderful things have happened since, you know, and, um, I'm not religious anymore, but you know, uh, the knowledge that's pouring in, this is the Christ uh, awakening, you know, the apocalypse or however you like to, people want to call it. How did you come back? I remember that I didn't want to. <laughs> he says, you have to go back. And um, I said, okay. And then I just remember um, waking up and feeling pain. In the beginning, you mentioned that you were guided to a waiting room. Yes. Who was guiding you? Well, I think what people consider death is really their oversoul. I think it's you taking you because you're in you. So when you leave your body, you're returning to you. And that you is part of everything and has the knowledge to take you, I guess. Would you say then that that's like your complete self? Yes, I guess that's the way uh, you could interpret that, yeah. So you went to a waiting room, and that to me is such a structural thing. You know what I mean? It's not like going to a cloud or a misty place. Can you describe the waiting room? It was like really weird because the being, I think it was a tall white being. You, you know the movie, The Close Encounters? Yeah, I love that movie. It's been a while though. The, the aliens at the end. Because mm-hmm. now as I'm talking to you, you know, I'm getting him. And it's, I guess it sort of looked like that. And it looked like he was standing in front of a podium. You know, like you would think you, you look in the book, you know, like your name is in there for the book of the dead. <laughs> It seemed like that. Now that I'm talking to you, it's sort of like comical because when you go through dimensions, there's cartoon dimensions and you're like cartoony and all these weird things are coming at you. And this being was like that. That's how it was. It was like you're sitting there just waiting. And it was like, I guess it's like a place where you, I guess, start adjusting or something. I don't know, like you're in a warm light, you know, a very soft light lit room. That's fascinating that possibly... ETs are assisting us when we come back. Well, I don't think over there is over there. I think over there is over here. I think uh, as as I'm learning, it's our vibration. We're not separate at all because we think that we think that there's nothing between me and the wall, right? This is air. It's not air. I don't know how to describe it. Well, the ether is spirit. So you have spirits north facing north, south, east, and west. Each each one's on a different vibration. That's the, I guess that's the chorus. Because we're all together. We're breathing it in. <laughs> Would you say that we're on a certain frequency, like a radio station, and you just turn the dial and we change frequencies, and then you're in their dimension, but it's all right here? Yes, yes. I, exactly. I guess that, that is the way, because I, I was shown the real sunrise. This was after my return. I didn't. I didn't remember that I died. It took uh, some time. There were certain things that happened in my life after the surgery. Uh, certain traumatic things that took place, and then the remembering, the real remembering, started. 
So you're saying that you didn't remember it till like maybe you were under hypnosis later or something? Uh, no, um, I always was paranormal also. But I, and I really didn't remember, you know, I was a little psychic. I did paranormal investigating and everything. And I started really getting, you know, intuitive, like, like a knowing. Uh, I, I, have, I can communicate with animals. I communicate with the plants. I, I understand the sounds. They, I understand light language. I, underst- I have an understanding of things that, I don't know, I guess it's like when you're a kid and before somebody tells you that it's not possible for something to be true. And you you know that everything is true. It's sort of like an innocent return, like a knowing. Did you have these abilities before your NDE or afterwards? Uh, I had them, but I didn't not like this. You know, I had I was be able to remote view. I was able to uh, psychometry. I was very good at um, things like that. Healing. I was very good at. Now, it's it's amplified that I don't really think that I'm going to be in this body too much longer. I don't think it's able to take it. Did you have some other experience earlier in life that could have been a catalyst to start this? Uh, yes, I was. I, I had, this wasn't the first time that I passed. And I do leave my body. And I was doing work with terminally. I used to work on the ambulance and then I was a therapist. And I was um, helping people that were dying and helping them to transition the spirit you know, like coma patients or people with cancer. And I was helping them to move forward. So I was always in and out, but I didn't realize, you know, uh, I didn't realize the, the depth that, that that was it. You know, I'm all, I was always searching, always, you know, looking, looking, looking. And you really don't have to look. It's really all, you have to go in. You know, I always did the hypnosis. I did self-hypnosis. I did, a, I had a lot of trauma. Uh, I had PTSD for years. Um, I was a therapist. It's like I was the patient. I learned how to heal. I brought it to the patients. I taught them. And then something else would happen. And I had to, you know, you fall again and you go back and forth. So that was my pretty much my life. But uh, as I'm realizing, uh, we greet everything before we get here. So now I understand why, you know, I guess they say uh, when you fix yourself, you become the best kind of healer. So everything that I always took in and learned, I always used to help my patients. So that's, you know, I'm just like amplified. And I vibrate. (laughs) And you what? You said and you vibrate? I vibrate around people. I vibrate now. Do you see your hands tremor? Uh, Yeah. Matter of fact, I took a video before. It's like I go through, through things. I don't know. It's I'm, I'm like disappearing. I think we're supposed to become light bodies. Back to your NDE, you mentioned that there were four big beings in each corner. What did they look like? Um, they were very tall, and it looked like they had a collar and a long cloak, but but it could have been wings or it could have been part of their person. Um, they weren't human. I don't know if they were like insects. I, I really can't remember. I was, I was telling you, it could have been like the four horses. It, it was sort of like, you know, like you hear, you're going to have the four, but they weren't, they weren't horses. They were tall beings. Beautiful. So when you were over there, you saw columns. Would it look like Greek or Roman? Yes, it would. And then you know how they have the things in Tibet where you, 
those scrolls mm-hmm. or something? Yes. Yes, I had that on there. And then it was like an opening. I guess like you go like into a, um, you know, they're making that new temple, like a throne room. I don't know about that. Where is uh, that? In, in Jerusalem, they're supposed to be trying to rebuild the temple. But the same setup, it's like an ancient setup. And it, I guess it looks something like that. But then once I got in, it was lit up. It wasn't. It was like, I don't know, everything at once, all, all the worlds, all the beautiful beings that you hear about. And that's when I felt that I was, it's sort of like I was walking, but I wasn't walking. I guess I was floating and everything was crystally. And then the stairs of gold and then the light, gold light that I would imagine was Jesus because you would see, you see a person, but then the face wasn't a face. It was light. Did you have a knowingness that it was Jesus? Uh, yes. That's what it felt like to me. And then you went to a, a crystal city, right? Yes. Can you describe it? I think that's what we're in now. I think everything is mirrored. And I think that uh, I'm, we're not from here. I believe it was like amethyst walls and floors and, I don't know, flowing. It was like being in a garden, but not a garden. It's very strange. It's everything at one time. It's indescribable. You were told about your future. Has any of it come true? Well, I was shown things, and as they happened, I remembered that I was shown them. I was in a lot of dangerous situations, and um, uh, as I was let out of them, I was shown, I was like, oh, okay. So I wasn't scared and, you know, I was able to focus on what I had to focus on. Hmm. They didn't give you anything that's like hasn't come to pass yet then? Uh, No. Matter of fact, I'm still learning and I'm still, it's still coming to me. This happened in 2007, this last one. And all these very profound things happened afterwards. So once you recalled these memories, how did your life change? Uh, well, I changed. I, I did a whole, whole change, and the people around me, um, I guess it's, it's part of what's supposed to be happening. It's an awakening, but I'm not a people pleaser anymore, and the people in my life don't like it. So I really don't have people in my life <laughs> anymore. But that's okay. I got you know, everybody in my life. It's weird. I understand what's happening. So, you know, it's like they could hurt me, but I understand what's happening. So right now I just have to be patient because they're shadowing, you know. It's not, they're not angry at me. They needed me to be, I can't be the person they needed me to be. So they I have guess, to look themselves, yes. I guess <laughs> perhaps you're not useful to them anymore. Exactly, exactly. Not yet. Not yet, because when, you know, the time will come. And if it's not now, it'll be when we're spirits, because you're with your soul group. That's something else I learned. And what struck me really funny is that I was a single parent. I was a very, you know, I got to protect my kids, you know, that kind of lioness mom thing. And But when you pass away, you don't, you don't worry about anything. It's not, you don't even think about it. It's like, it's really weird. Would you say that you even forgot about Maggie Redfeather completely? Well, Maggie Redfeather is the new me. Uh, Spirit, my ancestors gave me the name Redfeather. And um, Margaret Karubi 
was uh, passed away. Well, I guess what I mean is while you were over there, did you completely forget about Margaret Carew? Yes, yes. Well, I, well, I, well you, you don't know. When people say, what is it like? I say, close your eyes. If you want to know what it's like, are you still here? That's it. It's either you're in or you're out. You're possessing a physical form. You're actually possessing your body. <laughs> you're a ghost possessing that form. Do you feel like our consciousness creates our body? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm healing mine. If my consciousness did it, I would hope it would do it a little quicker. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but no, uh, I think so. I believe so. I believe as you believe, so you are. Yes, I do. Do you think that this realm that we live in is a simulation? It's not real? No, it's not real. It's not real. I see it now. Nothing is, everything is in front. This wall is not, I don't know how to say it. At nighttime, it comes out. Uh, the trees are not trees. Nothing is what we, nothing is one thing. Well, I see it. I don't see it as solid anymore. I don't see anything solid, I should say. Everything's fluid. Yes, everything is. You know, um, you, you know when you see a projected show, like a movie, you you have the camera and then it's projecting on the screen. The in between those, you know, that movie is in between. That's what I see. I see your the hologram. Everything's a hologram. I see everybody's. You have two of you. Mm -hmm. You move. It's like we have a bunch of you heads hmm. around you. I guess when, if you look at people like me or anybody and you see their energy, is that what you're meaning? Is like, they look like multiple beings kind of moving no, together? Uh, humans have other eyes. You have other eyes uh, here, here, uh, everywhere. Um, and we have another person like your hologram. Mm -hmm. You have one on your right, one on your left. You know, those little cartoons with the gun in your shoulders. Yeah. We have, we have our beings on our shoulders. We really do. I think they call us Brian or something. The age of, I, I don't know how to say it. He has many faces. You ever see the Hindu god? Oh, um, gosh, I probably have. I just don't remember. Uh -huh. I don't know how to say his name. But, um, but you would say that that would be a good that's us. example of what we really are, as the being yeah. with multiple faces. Yes. I need to look at that. Yes. You have little, and this is a face. You have eyes on your hands. You have eyes in your mouth. You have your throat. Once you start seeing it, once it opens your eyebrows, people with dark eyebrows, you could see it easier if you look in there. Uh, it's hard to see a woman. Men, it's easier. Do you see that all the time when you look at people and you have to just kind of ignore it? Or do you have to go look for that? No, actually, I uh, I find it very hard to be around people because it takes a lot of adjusting. It's taken me a lot to adjust. I'm surprised it's been so hard. Uh, sounds are much different. Um, I know what people are feeling by the sounds. Uh, like if they're in their car and the car is making sounds and they're not in a good mood, I'll know. But it comes through me. Can Everything, you, you come through me. Can I can you. Be you. <laughs> Can you describe the sounds in any way? Uh, no, no, no. It's like you, all right, say like I could know if I wanted, as you're speaking, right, your sound is going through me. So you're actually, your essence is going, this is how I, 
you know, interpret what I'm feeling. Your essence is going through me. So by your sound, I know what you're feeling and everything. I can read you. I think I've heard from some of my guests that when they're on the other side, especially speaking to God, obviously they don't have ears, but it's like they feel his sound, not really hearing it. Would you say that's the same for you? Yes. Yes. You know, know, people could hear it. If you ever hear a movie or when you first put on uh, something and you hear that, you know, that just that static in the background, tune into that when you're meditating. You know, like when you meditate and you just go into everything, that's the same thing as when you pass and you're with God. So you don't have to pass to be with God. That's something else. You just have to be to be with God. When you were on the other side, would you say it was dreamlike or more real than here? It felt more like home, more natural, but it's definitely more dreamlike. Your wall is where you are, your background. Now, in your background, all those dots make images. There are giant people. That's us. That's how you have to see everything. We're made up of dots. We're this size, but yet there's a little one of us somewhere. (laughs) There's like so many dimensions happening at one time. Can you tell us a little bit more about your abilities that have been magnified? I communicate with animals. I I know what they're thinking by their sounds. Uh, you could understand them. Um, everything is music when you die. Everything is sound. Um, I had a blind patient, so I learned how to see. Well, I learned how to see. Uh, so when I hear sounds, I see colors. They create images and when uh, so now I have animals and the trees, I hear their music. Um, I don't see anything solid. Um, very intuitive. If the radio is on, it comes through me. The people come through me. If I'm watching a movie, those people come through me. I could speak as they're speaking. Um, if somebody's around me is walking and I want to tune into them, I could do what they're doing. I don't know. I'm I'm in the oneness, I guess. Did you happen to see any relatives or ancestors on the other side? Not that I would say understand. It was like spirit. You could feel them, but I wouldn't know them. What about members of your soul group? No, I don't remember any of that. I just remember that beautiful feeling of uh, this floating, I don't know, some kind of joy that is indescribable. Do you fear death at all? I don't fear death, but when in the human form, my my body fears uh, expiring. It's mm-hmm. weird. I know there's no pain to it. I know that it's beautiful, and I know that it feels a lot better than than being in pain. But my, I when I think about it, when I'm back in it, I don't really want to go through it again. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing to go through. I don't know. It's really weird. It's just a human thing. I think, mm-hmm. you know, a natural uh, thing. <laughs> Maybe when you think about it, the body results chemically, which makes it feel awkward. You know what I mean? Well, I think it has that uh, survival uh, mechanism. Right. Because when you, know, when you die, think of yourself, you're a glass of water. Think of yourself, when you die, you pour out the water. You, the water doesn't go away. It just, it changes. So, you know, the body, my body knows that already. It's already, it's already been through it. Oh, no, it's already been through it, but um, but my mind, something in my mind, you know, says 
you know, I don't, I don't want to do it again. And there's nothing harmful or scary about it. It's beautiful. When you were on the other side, do you think that, or do you recall that all the chatter that we have day in and day out, does that all disappear? Yes. Oh, definitely. You don't have, you don't have a noisy mind. Not at all. But everything we go through is for our experience spiritually to grow. That's why we agree to these things before we get here. So that, which makes me really wonder what is earth? We come to experience things, you know, painful things, because when you're there, there's no painful things. For people that are grieving over the loss of loved ones, what kind of advice do you have for them? I don't want to sound, you know, cold because I used to be one of those people that I could have been a crier for somebody. I used to absorb all that and be hysterical. Now I sing. I'm happy. I just lost my mom. My mom in um, I think it was January, well, late December, and I I was happy. I was happy for her because I understood. I couldn't grieve. I I grieve grieving. <laughs> I miss grieving. I don't have any grief, so it's not. I try to be, uh, you know, solemn now around people because I have a lot of joy for the person. There's not. It's only. It's the people here that miss the physical. If if I could say anything, if if everybody could understand that the, their their loved one is fine, they just don't have their body anymore, so they're fine. That's what I call it. Do you believe in reincarnation? Yes, I've been here many many times. Do you think we have the option of either coming back or going somewhere else? I think it has to do with karma, and I think it has to do with your spiritual growth and where you're at. And if you need to learn anything, you know, or redo anything, it's like a do-over. I'm not saying you got to do everything over. I wouldn't want to come back because, you know, I messed up on something. I really, I don't know how it works, but it's something to that effect. If you need to learn, you come back. Did you have any evidence of a life review? No, I don't really, I don't think I was there that long. Uh, It's like I said, it's not the first time. And I have to say that uh, there was one time that I, that I died, that I was very scared. And you go to different places based on where you're at. So I guess that's how you come back. I guess the more, because fear is a lower vibration. So I guess if you're really fearful when you, when you pass, you have to start, you have to build up again. What inspires you about your experience? The sounds, the colors, the beauty, that all this pain. You think that, you know, when, when really horrible things happen, you really think you can't imagine. Your mind can't handle it or your heart can't handle it. And after you die, you realize, oh, my God, everything is okay anyway. It's like, I don't know, just like a big, there's no more... I don't know. I have no more. I don't want any more drama. I don't want any more trauma, and I don't have any more. You know, I don't hold anything. I guess that's a biggie for me. Now, since you've been back, I believe you've become an artist, right? Yes. Can you show us some of your work? Well, this is some. Um, I just put music on, and colors come out, and then. When you put music on, all these images show up and they come out. It's very spiritual. Hmm. That's great. Do you have anything smaller on canvas? Uh, no, not really. Not right big now. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I do. 
Well, you know, being in lockdown and everything, you you know, you go a little cuckoo anyway. But it, it's nice. You could use your walls as a canvas. You know, people are like, oh, no, you have to do color. You know, you don't have to do anything. And be original. That's what I was told. Be original, be crazy, be yourself. Mm-hmm. There's no mental illness. It's all vibration. And we have the power to heal ourselves. I'm being shown how to heal and heal others. So um, I do do that work. And, you know, I try, you know, as much as possible to send out good vibes right now to raise, raise up our planet. <laughs> yes. Did you see any other evidence of extraterrestrials while you were over there? I see them now. They contact me since I've been there and I was taken up um, twice in my car. You were just kind of like beamed up. Um, no, actually, they saved my life. One time, um, I had just broken up with somebody, and he was seeing somebody with some crazy stuff going on, and somebody slipped my tires. Wow. And I was driving on the parkway, and uh, I was upset, and this light came. And I didn't realize it, but my tire exploded, and I was taken up. And when you're out of body, you look like you're in the matrix, you know, when it turns green with all the... So I saw that, and next thing I knew, I was, oh, I was showing a lot of stuff. I was blowing or flying around up there, and then I was, I was, the car bounced back down. I guess that's, and I was like in the passenger seat, and there was the guy outside, he was an angel, but he was dressed like in a plaid shirt, but it really wasn't plaid. And this other car said, are you okay? And I remember turning my head and, and I went, it wasn't me answering. He was making me answer that I was okay. And then the next thing I knew, I was back in my car driving and it was like two hours later. Wow. He had changed the time and everything. Do you think that ETs and angels are here on the planet, but are they ever in our frequency like us, you know, in this solid form? Yes. A lot of us are uh, ETs and angels and and uh, star seeds or whatever. And um, yes, but they are here, definitely. Do you think that they're ever here in ET form or they're just here in human form? Uh, no, they're cloaked as humans, you know, so we can't see them. Uh, but they're here. Uh, I don't want to talk about who's, but they're here, they're running everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go into that now. All right, I won't ask you if some famous person is an ET. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> well, you know, not... You have to realize something. Humans, we believe that we're the intelligent life form on the planet. Most we're not. You know, we're we're in there. They consider us animals, so we're we're high up on the uh, the animal chain because we have we have hands and and feet. We could do things more. We don't we don't really go based on our instincts. But um, no, the people that are running the planet aren't human. Most of them, and and um. And we do. We have a lot of alien DNA in us, and it's being awoken. So many people, if you if you see all YouTube, you can see all these people having different abilities, dancing. Oh, and the music goes on. I have no more pain. I have no more shift to ding in my spine. I'm dancing all over the place. It's. Uh, I think everybody's new abilities are coming out. It seems like when I watch YouTube, I see children now that are so much better at like being musicians than you've ever seen before oh my god it's amazing and and the gymnastics they do and the dancing so i think i think we're going to be fine i think the art's going to be fine (laughs) 
After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Oh, yeah, I'm open to that. I, I also do healings if anybody, you know, they want to reach out. I can help them out with healings, whatever I do, Reiki and stuff. What's the best way to contact you? I guess Facebook. Just come and say hi. Maggie, what's the name of your YouTube channel and what kind of content do you post there? Um, it's Maggie Redfeather Karubi, and I post uh, pictures of the ether, uh, moving, living, the living waters, uh, energy, and my artwork. At nighttime, you could see I take photos of living energy, and you can see all the holograms and beings coming out. And um, it's everywhere. So once you see it, it should open up your eyes, and you'll be able to see it everywhere. Maggie, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message? We're a mortal, we're beautiful divine beings, and don't let anybody ever make you feel different. That would be the only thing I'd say. Maggie, thank you for that message, and thank you for being my guest. Oh, thank you for having me. It was great. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.